Hello, dear ones. Welcome to Secret Gardening with Sarah. So, here we are. Are we all here? Here being the same place we've been all week, maybe two weeks. In case you're listening to this later on, we are right in the middle of the coronavirus quarantine time. So that's why I'm saying we're all in the same place. (laughs) So how are we doing? Are you allowing yourself space to grieve? Are you telling people around you how you feel? And maybe not in the way where you lash out at them because you're feeling stir crazy and irritable? No personal experience there. Whoops. Well, one of my friends pointed out that my favorite love languages are being squashed right now. Touch and relational quality time in the flesh. I mean, I've got really good excuses, don't you think? Just kidding. (laughs) But I do also miss swimming, and that's been really hard not to have that physical outlet because it's just been such a redemption for me this year to be able to swim. I didn't realize how much of a big deal it was for my mental and physical and spiritual health And I was finally in swim shape. Oh, it's okay. It just means I will have to be creative. We all will, won't we? Anyways, I wanted to let you know I'm praying for you, all of you, my listeners. I did not know how much of a relief it would be for me to write and record these episodes. I'm so grateful that you are listening to all of them. It's like God knew to prepare me for this time for my mental and spiritual health that I would need to have this rhythm, and all of you. Do you feel like he prepared you in some special way? I would love to hear it, if so. I keep seeing how there have been little hints of his powerful equipping in my life. One way I've seen his provision is through my friends. I've had several people reach out and check in on me. While I always prefer real face-to-face, I'm really grateful for virtual FaceTime and the technology we have on our phones. I really treasure these moments with my friends. I didn't realize how much I needed it until I spent some time with each of them and felt a relief. Even my kiddo neighbors have sent over paper airplanes and paper plate frisbees that they colored beautifully to send me love in this really strange time. To know that they were thinking of me meant a lot. Such a light in my life to know I have community virtually and even physically just over the fence and through the hedge. A little aside, I keep thinking how ironic the name Facebook is, like, It is not the real deal, is it? We are looking for real faces, aren't we? And ultimately, the one face that can wipe away every tear on that glorious day. Well, speaking of hedges, I'm reminded of a certain place I would drive by on occasion when I lived at my mom's house. Like every artist millennial does at some point, right? Right? Just me? Okay. Uh, But seriously, (laughs) there was this place that captured my imagination, and I'd like to tell you about it. Here, right here. So let's settle in and listen to episode five The Boxwood Blight Trolls, Groaning and Grieving. nowhere, I mean literally over the river and through the woods, you learn a thing or two about paying attention to the side of the road. My mother has hit, or been hit, by several deer on the rural roads near her home. 
If you find yourself in this predicament, I suggest you buy yourself some deer whistles to put on the front of your vehicle. On top of the living in the middle of nowhere, when you are an artist, you're always paying attention to everything around you, right? Right? Well, this artist does. I love to look. I love to find things. I love to notice things. I love people watching. I love to imagine. And the country roads give much more to imagination than city or interstate roads. Well, at least in my imagination, the natural beauty that I'm drawn to most of the time. There is a place about 45 minutes away from my mom's house that I'd have to go to every so often because her small town doesn't have all the resources I would need while living there. So about once a month, I took the beautiful winding drive to this medium-sized town. On the way, I would take a little cut through back road that would lead me by this one particular property. It might have been a shortcut, but it really just depended on the traffic. I would take it anyways because I loved seeing this property. Whoever lived there harvested boxwood shrubs. Now, this was several years ago now, and I did not know anything about gardening then. I don't know much more now, but I will tell you, I knew nothing of boxwoods or blights. All I knew is that a myriad of little orb-like shrubs resided in the rolling hills of this property behind the pine trees and through the fence. The first time I saw them, my mouth opened in shock. It was quite a sight. Beautiful. Something out of a fantasy book. The second time, I noticed a handmade sign offering the sale of these boxwoods. That made more sense. Every time I saw them, I would imagine trolls, kind of like the stone trolls in the movie Frozen. I would smile and think that they were all staying completely still until the cover of night when they would come alive in magical festivities, of course. They are my shrub trolls, and I loved them. Now, a few years later, I was visiting my mom and had to take the drive to the same town, and I went by the trolls. I was devastated when I saw that tons of them were gone. Vanished. The property looked sad and awkward. I thought maybe sales were going really well or something, but couldn't they have at least beautifully arranged how they sold them to keep the property in some sort of harmony or design? I realize I can be a little judgy when it comes to beautiful things being tainted. Well, I'll have you know, I did some math this past month when I learned about the boxwood blight. It's a terrible disease that infiltrated North America in 2011 and has multiplied like crazy over the years. There is no cure for this blight. By the way, do you know that word? Blight? It's awfully beautiful to me. A blight. Well, the the dictionary... Definition says a blight is a plant disease, typically one caused by fungi such as mildews, rusts, and smuts. Now, that's another word I didn't know, so I had to look it up. It means a small flake of soot or other dirt. Smuts. Well, this boxwood blight infiltrated that property and several others, I realized. It became a gardening nightmare. Apparently, everyone was talking about it. They're still talking about it. It's so contagious, you better not bring it near another plant. They even started a task force to deal with the blight. So many people use boxwood in their landscaping, and this was a huge deal if you haven't gathered that yet. The only way to deal with it is an inadvertent introduction of infected boxwood to existing plants. So if you find that you have boxwood blight, you have to burn, bury, or dispose it. The spores can spread on our clothing and tools too, so lots of care and sanitation techniques is hugely important. Does this sound a little too familiar? Well, there is hope. 
Now that people know what to look for and how to consider finding resistant cultivars from nurseries with good sanitation practices, the boxwood is gaining some health back. It all starts with learning a little bit. The trolls are going to repopulate and balance out the beauty of that rural property. They'll be back to their harmony and getting into the magical trouble in no time. (sighs) There's a poet that my mom and I both love named Sarah Teasdale. Sarah without an H and Teasdale, T-E-A-S. So what my name probably was before it changed to Teasdale. In case you ever think that's me, it's not. And yes, I have heard of her. She has this line that I love. It goes like this. I have no riches but my thoughts, yet these are wealth enough for me. I love it so much it was my senior graduation quote. Now she ends up having a pretty tragic story, but I think of the riches of my thoughts when I think of the endless treasury that Jesus has for me. And I think of those words as a poem showing me the treasure I've always been looking for is the thought of him. Two springs ago, I was very convicted in my heart. You see, if you've lived in the social media world for very long, you'll know what I mean about this. I talk to a lot of teenagers and you know, we get it. When you have a crush or a friend crush on someone, you might cyber stalk them a little bit too much. You want to know them, right? I mean, you want to read every word they say, right? Right? Just me? Okay. Well, I don't want to make you think I'm creepy, but aren't we all a little creepy? I was finally freed last month when I heard Bob Goff speak to a group of us about feeling like we are creepy. It was just a little side note that he brought up, but isn't that the shame of our sin to feel creepy? And isn't it freeing when we just confess it out loud and give it to Jesus? Well, hi, my name is Sarah and I can be creepy. I'm working on it. (laughs) So in this season, I was convicted in my heart. This is a couple years ago, two springs ago, actually. And I was convicted in my heart of the lack of caring about all things that Jesus has to say. I decided to start slowly going through the four gospels and slowly writing down every word that Jesus is recorded saying. So if you have one of those red letter Bibles, it's just all the red words. So I've been stalking Jesus. And guess what? It's really awesome to stalk Jesus. He's the only one who will satisfy. Well, I have had um, a lot of really sweet moments in this time. Early on, I have a really very beautiful memory while practicing this writing down his words and thinking him of him as my treasure. I won't share it all because it's a deeply intimate moment with my Jesus. And I don't think I need to. You get the picture, right? He wants to be known. He, like all of us, desperately wants to be pursued. He doesn't want to force us to love him. That isn't love. He pursues us in this cosmic love story and invites us in a big proposal of eternal bliss. And we run to so many other things first. Well, not too much later, I heard someone talk about creating an alphabet. I'll link it for you here. As a way to draw near in intimacy with the Lord. I had already had a season of learning a lot about the spiritual armor of God, and this seemed like a wonderful and achievable way for me to enter into the process of putting on my helmet of salvation, to fight all my thoughts, sometimes lies and anxieties. So the idea is one alphabet is to remind you who God is, and the other is for you to know who you are in Christ. 
And they have to be backed up by scripture. That's really important. So if not straight out of the verse, then inspired by a verse. You'll kind of get the point when I go through. So the idea is you start with the alphabet and then you memorize the verses over the years. So it's been a process and it's not final. I'm kind of in the middle of it, but I started asking God to give me words for my alphabets and he does. I cannot tell you how often I spout out my alphabet to myself when I'm feeling anxious. It is a game changer. So I wanted to share mine with you today. Are you ready? This one is about God. God is always with me, my bread of life, my champion, my defender, enduring, my forever, my goodness, my home, I am, joy bringer, kind, love, more, maker, mysterious, master, merciful, mighty, mindful of me, my namer, my one and only, my prince of peace my quencher of thirst, my rest and righteousness and refuge, my strong savior singing over me, timekeeper and treasure, uttermost saving, vine to abide in, waiting for his bride, wisdom, worthy, wiper of tears, exists your divine invitation, zealous. And I am anointed, beloved, confident, daughter of the king, established and free, giant killer, hopeful, image of God, joy chaser, known, led, masterpiece, new creation, overwhelmed by my sin and more by his grace, protected, quietness and trust will be my strength, remembered, repentant, Saved and singing, thankful and trusting, understood, victorious, with Jesus, worshiping, and one in whom he is well pleased. Exhortation equipped, yoked to Jesus, Zion feaster. So my encouragement to you today is to ask God to show you who he is and who you are in Christ. You can use my alphabet system or figure out your own way. When we are anxious or groaning or grieving, this is a really good place to anchor into in this transient world where everything can seem floating and like a storm. So whether blights or storms, whenever they take over our lives, there is a face waiting to give us relief. I do declare these words to you from Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. 
You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I love that psalm. When I went to chapel in middle school, we often sang the hymn on eagle's wings. I remember really enjoying singing that song. It felt real, beautiful, heavy. I didn't quite understand what it meant. I think 20 years later, I have a little bit better understanding, but God is still using those words from Psalm 91. And I don't think I even knew it was from the Bible back then. (laughs) So isn't that sweet? Here's the rest of the poem from Sarah Teasdale. It's called Riches. I have no riches but my thoughts, yet these are wealth enough for me. My thoughts of you are golden coins stamped in the mint of memory. And I must spend them all in song, for thoughts as well as gold must be left on the hither side of death to gain their immortality. I hope today you seek beauty, delight, and rest, no matter where you are, (laughs) here, in whatever state, in your mind, spiritually, physically. I hope that for you today, friend. The beautiful song for this podcast is Today If You Hear Him by Taylor Linhart. She and Jess Ray are also in a worship band called Mission House, and this past week they released a song called Behold. Please check it out. Their music blesses my soul. And just a reminder, you can go to SincerelySarahStudios.com and click on the link to my blog called The Playroom to see the notes and all the links that I bring up here. So until next week... (laughs) be with you, my friends. Sincerely, Sarah.